Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. How's your week going? Um, there is a lot happening in the world right now. And that made me think when I was writing this intro, sometimes things get really busy in a way that's hard for kids to understand. As a father, I try to explain things that are happening in the world to my kids whenever they ask. Naturally, they might hear something on the news or radio or read something on the internet. So I'm always happy to help them understand. But sometimes they don't ask. So that's a reminder to you. With everything that's going on right now, including quarantine, make sure if you have any questions, you ask your mommy or daddy or a person who takes care of you. Our jobs as grown-ups are to make sure that our kids are happy and healthy. So if you have anything you're wondering about, remember to ask a person who takes care of you. I have to remind my own kids this often. So hopefully this is a good reminder to you all out there. What's something that you're curious about? Be sure to have your parents email me at fantastictalesforkids at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer. Before we get started, and speaking of reminders, please make sure to rate and review our podcast. It goes a long way towards helping us build momentum. Also, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Fantastic Tales, a bedtime podcast for kids within the Facebook search. And lastly, please share it with family and friends. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. This episode is called Squirrel the Bird, written and read by yours truly, Adam Orton. This is Fantastic Tales. Everyone knows what squirrels are, and everyone also knows what birds are. The animals themselves, however, don't see themselves as squirrel or bird. At least, they don't tend to think of themselves that way. That is how one day, a squirrel named Red joined a family of birds. It was spring. A mother robin, coincidentally named Robin, and her husband, Robert, had just migrated back to the Midwest part of Iowa. The state they landed in was Iowa. They settled in a tall oak tree in the middle of a beautiful forest, overlooking a giant field. You might not know this, but every winter, the red-breasted robin would fly south to escape the cold air. They'd hang out closer to the equator of the earth, which is closer to the sun and is warmer much longer year-round. It was the end of winter, the beginning of spring, that our story takes place. Robert and Robin were very excited to settle down and build their home, for they were planning on growing their family. After building a suitable nest, Robin laid four eggs. Not long after, the eggs began to move. It was time for them to hatch. Robin and Robert were very excited. They knew they needed to have some food for the babies after they hatched. So they both flew off into the forest to find food as quickly as possible. What Robin and Robert didn't know was that they were positioned right under a squirrel nest. A mother was taking her brand new baby on a tree to learn how to grab on and climb safely. Come on, you can do it, little one, she exclaimed. Her baby moved across the branch, holding on for dear life with his newly formed claws. That's it mother was thrilled. But that's when something bad happened. The wind blew through the forest suddenly and knocked the baby right off the branch. Oh no, she screamed. The mother squirrel frantically ran down the tree looking for her baby. Could he survive a fall like this? She ran all across the ground calling his name, but he was just too little to answer. Maybe he didn't hit the ground. What if he just fell onto another branch? The mother squirrel felt relief at this idea. If he had fallen to another tree branch, there was less of a chance that he would get hurt. If he fell all the way to the ground, that might kill him. So 
The mother was glad she didn't find him on the ground. But where in the tree was he? She searched the entire tree, but didn't see him. That's when a giant bird, a falcon, dropped out of the sky towards the mother squirrel, frightening her. She ran out of the tree as fast as she could. That's when it all made sense to her. She figured that the falcon probably ate her baby. With nothing more to do, the squirrel left to find a tree somewhere else, far away from the falcon. The robin eggs were still bopping around until one of them opened, and another, another, and finally the last one, until there were four babies in the nest. Except there wasn't. The baby squirrel that had lost his mother fell into the nest. That was when Robert and Robin finally returned to the nest with food. Excitedly, the mommy and daddy birds marveled at their babies. They could tell the squirrel didn't look like the other babies, but they didn't realize it was because he was a completely different animal. I don't remember having five eggs, do you? Robert asked. Uh, I don't either. It's possible that there was one egg hidden underneath the others, Robin the mommy bird replied, but I could be mistaken. He also looks a little different than the others. Well, he is still our baby. What's in our nest is our responsibility, right? Asked Robert, the daddy bird. Just because he looks a little different doesn't mean he isn't a bird. That seemed to be the only reasoning these two parents needed. And from that point, they stopped questioning why he looked different. For the next few days, they fed the baby squirrel just like the baby birds. And eventually, they even stopped noticing his differences. Despite his big bushy tail, lack of feathers, and lack of wings. The mama bird named all of them. Rick, Rihanna, Ryan, and Rose. She named the squirrel Red. The day came where it was now time for flying lessons. Red the squirrel was excited. After all, while he knew that he was obviously different, he still believed that he was a bird. Mommy bird Robin gave the call. Attention, fledglings. Fledglings are birds that are learning how to fly. Robin continued. Today, we will learn how to fly, but beware, flying is hard work and it takes time. Don't give up on yourself. Keep trying. Just when you think you can't do it, you'll surprise yourself, but only if you keep working. Robin began by showing her babies how to spread their wings. Red spread his big, furry arms. The others laughed. Your wings are different. They don't have any feathers, Rihanna teased. Now, now, stop your teasing and focus on your wings, Robin the mommy bird corrected her. Robin then showed the group how to hop while flapping. This was the most important part, getting off the ground. Watching the fledglings try to fly was funny. They would hop, take a moment, then flap their arms. Or they would flap first, then hop. But none of them could do both at the same time. And boy, did they try. Finally, Red was the first to figure it out. He hopped. And right as he hopped, he flapped his furry arms. Or wings, as he thought they were. He was doing this the right way, but nothing was happening. Mommy Bird Robin talked to him. You're doing great, Red. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Maybe it's because your wings are a little different. Red was confused. What's supposed to happen when I hop and jump? He asked his mother. Well, she explained, you're supposed to be able to hop a bit higher. High enough so that you have time to flap again. If you can get those two hops, you'll start flying. That's all flying is. He was determined. He did it again and again. Rihanna was getting jealous that he was the only one who could hop and flap at the same time. She sneered at Ryan. He can't even get off the ground. That's when Rose, who didn't like what Rihanna was saying, stepped in. You know what? Red is still beating all of us, especially you, she said. That's right, said Rick. Each of the baby birds had their own personalities. Rihanna liked to make jokes and tease. Rick was the smartest of the group. Ryan was the cool bird. And Rose was the kindest of the children. She always had something nice to say. Rose chimed in. Yeah, Rihanna, maybe you should concentrate on your own practice. Rihanna scoffed and rolled her eyes. 
then continued trying to hop and flap at the exact same time. This was really hard work, but that work soon paid off. After hours of practicing, soon the birds had surpassed Red. They knew how to hop and flap, and were soon double flapping, thus raising themselves up even higher in the air. Red was still stuck on trying to do the double flap. It went like this for a while. Each day the mother bird would teach the fledglings a little bit more, but Red could never get past the first stage. While the group was able to fly for short distances, Red was still only jumping and flapping his furry arms. When is he ever going to give up? Rihanna jeered. Rose and Rick often tried helping Red get past the first stage, but nothing they could do seemed to help. Eventually, even Rihanna tried, but she failed to get him any further. After many hours and days of practicing, today was the day that Mother and Daddy Bird had planned for a while. Robert and Robin were so incredibly excited, yet part of them was dreading what might happen. They knew Red would not be able to do this part, as he had not advanced past the first lesson. They didn't want to tell him he couldn't try either, because they didn't want to break his spirit and make him sad. They knew that he would want to try, of course, because Red was very determined. Secretly, Red just wanted to fit in. He knew he was different from his parents and brothers and sisters, and he was okay with that. But what he wasn't okay with was worrying if they were okay with that. Did they feel embarrassed having him be a part of the family? Not being able to pass flying lessons? He thought about this a lot. This is why the idea of learning to fly was so important to him. In fact, what Red actually loved to do in his spare time was climb. He'd jump from branch to tree branch with his hands and feet smoothly and solidly locking into the wood and holding on tight. It was almost impossible to slip, like he was made for this. But it wasn't flying, and flying was all his family seemed to care about, he thought. But that was the moment he decided he was going to take the final test. If his parents told him he couldn't do it, he was determined to disobey them and try anyway. If he got hurt, that would be unfortunate, but at least he could say he tried. As he and his siblings waited near the nest, Robin and Robert stood in front of them. Robert explained what the final test would consist of. Red and his siblings already knew what the test would be. They'd have to jump off the branch and use their wings to fly back to the nest. If they touched the ground, they'd lose. That's exactly what Robert, the red-breasted Robin, explained. One by one, the little fledglings lined up. Rihanna was determined to go first, Rick was second, Ryan was third, Rose was fourth, and Red was last. Rihanna gracefully jumped off the branch, falling faster and faster. But she wasn't using her wings, though. She just kept falling. Mother and father's hearts sank. She was going to hit the ground. Right as Rihanna neared the ground, her wings opened up, and she lifted herself up into the sky with a flourish. She was clearly waiting until the last moment to surprise her parents. And it worked. Robin breathed a sigh of relief as Robert shook his head and rolled his eyes at her antics. Next, Rick and Ryan went. Both passed with flying colors. Rose's turn was not so graceful. As she jumped from the tree, she hit her wing on a nearby branch while falling and spun towards the ground, landing with a plop. Oh my goodness, her mother yelled in fear. It looked like Rose was okay. She could stand up and hop back toward the bottom of the tree, but her wing was too hurt to fly. I'm fine, Mom, she assured. I just hit my wing by accident. I'm coming back. Robert and Robin were still nervous as Rose hopped over. She approached the base of the tree, and that is when she realized she had no way up. She couldn't climb, and it suddenly dawned on all of them that birds can't climb. What were they going to do? That was when the cat appeared. Rihanna spotted it first, its long-haired ears poking out of the nearby grass. This was no ordinary cat. This was a lynx. A bigger, faster, wilder version of the types of cats most people had as pets. It was about to make breakfast out of Rose. The family gasped 
in terror. Rose, get away from there. Run to cover now, her father screamed. There's a cat. Rose realized what was happening and she took off towards the woods. Maybe she could lose the cat in the heavy brush. Maybe indeed, but she would have to get there before the lynx caught her. She couldn't run. She couldn't fly. All she could do was hop and it wasn't very fast. Red was shaking with adrenaline. He suddenly realized he was the one to help. Nobody else could climb the way he could. He knew this was his mission. The lynx was now running at full speed. Red had to act. Out of the tree, he jumped. Robert and Robin gasped in fear. What was he doing? They wondered. As Red fell through the air, he felt an instinct coursing through the veins of his body. It was like he knew what to do. He tucked his head in and used his bushy tail to slow his descent to the ground, much like a parachute. Nobody had ever taught him this. It was just instinct. Instead of tumbling to the ground, he landed as gracefully as a butterfly, with all four legs planted on the ground perfectly, sort of like a cat. He saw Rose desperately hopping toward the brush, and with lightning power, he ran toward his sister with blazing speed, faster than anyone had ever seen him run before, faster than he knew he could run, faster than the lynx. He jumped under Rose as she hopped and landed squarely on his back. Hold on, Rose, he instructed. Her tiny claws dug into his thick, coarse fur as he zipped back and forth toward the tree where the family was waiting. This was also instinct. He had never been taught how to do this. He had never seen anyone do it before. But it felt natural, like he was made to do this. The zigzag movement confused the lynx, who didn't know which direction to chase, but was still closing in on Red. Just as the lynx was about to pounce, Red jumped toward the trunk of the tree, the hardest he knew how. He hit the tree, then easily clenched onto the bark and scurried up the tree, putting Rose back into the nest so she could recover. Whew. His entire family stood around him, thanking him. Ryan told him how awesome it was. Rihanna told him that it wasn't as cool as her flight, but it was still pretty cool. Robert and Robin just hugged him. Later that night, as everyone was sleeping, Red sat on the edge of the branch, watching over the woods. He heard a sound in the distance. What could it be? As the sound grew closer, Red squinted his eyes to see that it was someone who looked just like him. She approached him. Are you, are you my baby? The squirrel asked. I, I don't know, answered Red. I think I belong to Robin and Robert. They're my parents, the, the birds. That's when Robin and Robert awoke. They approached Red and the other squirrel. Are you his parents? The squirrel asked. Yes, but he doesn't look very much like us, does he? Replied Robin. He looks more like you. What kind of bird are you? The squirrel smiled. I'm a squirrel. I'm not a bird. I used to have a baby that was lost when he was little. I think he might have fallen into your nest. Robin smiled. Robert looked at Red, not sure what to think. Red shook his head. No, no, these birds are my parents, Red argued. They've taken care of me. They've fed me since I was a baby. Just because I look like you doesn't mean you're my mother. The squirrel smiled. You're right, she replied. I used to be your mother, though before you slipped and fell out of the tree. I looked all over the ground and couldn't find you. That's when I lost you. I haven't forgotten about you. Today, I saw you rescue that little bird from the lynx. That's when I decided to follow you and see if it was so with my very own eyes. Red didn't know what to say. After a long moment, he asked, So, I'm a squirrel, not a bird? The squirrel nodded. Red looked to Robin and Robert, who both smiled and nodded. <sighs> I'm so happy you're safe, the mother squirrel said to Red. She hugged him. I don't want to leave my bird parents, though, Red said, worryingly. Mother Squirrel nodded. I understand, she said with a tear in her eye. She gave him another hug and told him she loved him, then jumped off the branch to leave him with his bird parents. 
Robert put his arm around Red. Son, wanting to be with her doesn't mean you don't love us anymore. We'll still be your parents too, he said. Red thought about this. It felt strange. His entire life, he thought that being a part of a family meant that you all came from the same blood or DNA. That a father or a mother could only be a father or mother if you were born from them. But now, he realized that he had never been born from them. It was all a mistake. We are still your parents. We are still family. But now, you have a new extra mother, Robin assured him. Go, be with her. I know we'll see you again. Red cried a tear of joy. He now understood what family was. It was those who loved you the most. Those who loved you so much that they'd be willing to let you go because they knew you had come back. He bounded off into the distance and caught up with his mother. And that was when he knew, in this moment, that he was still a bird. Just a bird that happened to look like a squirrel. This short story was written by me, Adam Morton. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you next time for a new episode of Fantastic Tales. Fantastic Tales.